Well, what makes a great place to live? I mean, yes, it's absolutely being able to find something decent at an affordable price. But then what? Parks nearby? Good commute? Transit? Places to shop? A community center? I mean, lots of ingredients go into a livable community. And those are the concerns being raised by some smaller towns in light of the provincial government pushing the need to build more housing. We were just talking with Al Beto's, the deputy mayor of Souk. They say they can build more, for sure. But what they really need is help with infrastructure, help building roads, better transit. So will they get that kind of help? Well, joining us now is BC Housing Minister Ravi Kailan to talk about that. Thanks for being here. Good morning, Jimmy. Thanks for having me. So let's talk about this. Like, What can small communities ex- expect from the provincial government? They say they need help with infrastructure. Well, uh, we want the same thing. We want vi- vibrant, healthy communities, communities where there's young families actually living in them. Uh, that is a sign of a successful, healthy community. And, and of course, uh, infrastructure is needed and housing is needed. And, you know, since I've become the Minister of Housing, Simi, the, the, the thing that's become clear to me is that everyone understands we're in a housing crisis. Everyone understands we need housing, but no one really wants it in their backyard. Now, in, in the case of Souk, uh, the deputy mayor there will know that we just funded $120 million for expansion of Highway 14. We provide, we're expanding health care facilities in their community, $6 million for a new community health center. We also gave them $6 million to invest in parks or whatever they feel is uh, needed in the community. We've expanded cellular connectivity in the community. So we are making investments. And what we need now is them for to be able to build a housing that people in our communities can actually afford. Okay, but what about the roads, right? Like they were pointing out that traffic backs up. They've got this one kind of road uh, that's busy all the time. That kind of planning, is that a provincial planning thing or do you want this, the communities to take that on? We just invested $120 million into that road. There's construction happening right now to expand that, to make it safer so that more cars can get in and out. And so that's the point I'm making to me is that it can't be one or the other. It can't be, we'll do housing if you give us everything that we want to build. It has to be both out at the same time. Yes, we have to expand uh, the ability for transit and, uh, and cars to be able to move around. Yes, we need to expand health care. Yes, we need to ensure we have you know parks and all the amenities. But we're doing that is my point. And, you know, one of the things that uh, I find, um, you know, the most uh, frustrating when it comes to build the discussion around small-scale multi-units in particular is that many communities already approve a house that's maybe two and a half, three stories. Maybe there's uh, four people living in it. Maybe there's eight people living in it. All we're saying with this new legislation is you cannot stop someone from now dividing that house, that same house that you're going to get built in your community, into four units so that people that can actually afford those units uh, in, in that same structure. And, and so we believe this policy alone will bring a lot of much-needed housing units online in our community. Okay, so is this where the, like, the community plans come in then? You want them to plan, you know, make, a, make a more broad plan, map that out for the future? Yes, exactly all right. And so right now we have a very frustrating process, which is communities make a community plan. They go and engage with everybody on what they want. And then every single project that comes forward, even if it fits within the community plan, has to go through a full public hearing, which can take in some communities up to a year, some communities at two years, a delay. And so what we're saying now is here's a standardized way of doing your housing needs reports. You know how much housing you need for your population as your community grows. Go away and engage with your community. Make a community plan. Ask the community where they would like to see the housing come 
and where they would think where they think it shouldn't happen. Once we have a community plan, let's get on with it. Uh, let's not relitigate the decisions that have already been made, and that's that's one of the key ways of getting the housing that we desperately need built faster. Okay, but what about the province's role then in in the planning process here? Let's take the example of schools, right? Nobody wants to end up like Surrey where they plan for all this, they build this housing, and then their schools are jam-packed and overflowing. Like, what can the province do better? Well, well, like Surrey is a, a fantastic example. If I met with the mayor, I met with the school board, with our minister of education, and I asked the question, how did we get to this point? Yes, I would say that for a long time there were not good decisions being made of what growth looks like, but really fundamentally what the problem we have now is the projected growth in young people in the community uh, outsurpassed what the school board had projected. So what we need to do is we need to acquire land for uh, future schools and we need to expand and, uh, and invest in new schools, which, by the way, we're doing. But when you have a community plan and every community is required every five years to update their community plan, it gives everyone more certainty to plan. Now, if I know community XYZ over here has got this plan, this is how they plan to grow. BC Hydro can plan, so they can plan on where their energy needs will be. School boards can plan because they'll be able to have some predictability where the growth is going to come from. So I think that type of planning and more consistent planning is going to help uh, our communities plan as a, as a collective in a better way. But are some of those plans perhaps too conservative then if more people are showing up unexpectedly and our schools are still overflowing? Well, Surrey again, uh, Surrey and I would say Langley are the, the two communities that are actually seeing uh, a lot more young people in their communities, partly because it's more affordable and that's where people go. But there's many communities across British Columbia that are talking about selling land and selling schools because young families can't afford to live in the communities anymore and they're looking to go elsewhere. So it's a real mix. It's not the same uh, challenge in every community. But every five years requiring communities to update their community plans will give us more certainty on uh, all the other things that we have to plan to make sure we have healthy communities. Okay, so what do you say then to some of these smaller communities that are saying they need help with infrastructure? Well, I'm saying to them is we are already stepping up. We're working with you on infrastructure. Uh, they collect DCCs, they collect fees, that should go to infrastructure, and we're going to continue to partner on that infrastructure as we go. I mean, even with the small-scale multi-units, again, if you were to approve a house the same size as a fourplex, you don't know how many people are going to be living in it, but you build the infrastructure around it. And that's why the, the missing middle or the small-scale multi-unit uh, proposal is, uh, I think, uh, a really good one because we've seen in other jurisdictions in, in New Zealand and California that have already gone in this direction that the load on the infrastructure is, is much less when you're building that type of housing than if you were building, say, uh, high, you know, sky towers uh, all over the community. And so, uh, you know, we think that this gentle density is a good way. Yes, we need infrastructure. Yes, we're going to continue to invest in that and schools and hospitals. But we need communities to help us get the housing online because we risk young families. Right now, young families are considering leaving the province because they can't afford to live here. And we have a lot of seniors who are saying, hey, my kids are leaving. I think I might have to go too because I want to be close to the grandkids. Like that's, that's not a good place to be as a province. Uh, we have everything we need to be successful. We just need to get the housing as well. Minister Callan, thanks for your time. Thank you so much for having me, Simi.